What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Some say going for broke, but we like to say going for Brooke. We'll explain. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere in unison as we avoid the dunk tank. We try to avoid that dunk tank coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and satisfyingly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the box. What's in the box? The chatter box. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Our lead this hour comes from Pro Bouncy Ball. Another night of the play-in tournament. Woo! It's riveting. The 10-9 matchup. And if you're old enough to remember... Just a few years ago, when if you finished in 10th or 9th, you just waited for the lottery, and that was that. But now, like everything else in the world, eh, we'll give you a mulligan. We'll give you a do-over, chance to make up for it. So the teams that were lottery-bound prior to Adam Silver getting a wild hair up his keister were on the court. And we had the Eastern Conference game, the Chicago Bulls in Canada. Oh, Canada. And it looked like this was going to be a domination situation for our Canadian brothers and sisters. But in the end, the Bulls rally back. They end up beating the Raptors in Toronto. Toronto had a nine-point lead going to the fourth quarter. They were up 81-72 going to the fourth quarter. And then Hindenburg, kaboom, over the final 12 minutes, Fred Van Vliet, 
taking a ride on the wild side over at the Vomit Comet. He was bad. Defense was bad. The Bulls outscored the Raptors 37-24. They shot over 60%, almost 65% from the floor to close the game out. Final 12 minutes. And Zach Levine, 39 points, but 13 of them in the fourth quarter. And so Chicago, with that win, they will travel to take on Miami to play the Heat. The winner becomes the number eight seed, gets to play the Milwaukee Bucks. And then you had Oklahoma City, OKC, and New Orleans. Now, when these two teams get together, you throw out the records and you break your television just in case you might actually watch the game. But they squared up in the Bayou. Former Clipper Shea Gilgis-Alexander with a big second half in this game. He had 32 points. And Josh Giddy, the Aussie. Here's an Aussie basketball player who's actually good. Unlike that turd Ben Simmons, Josh Giddy, this guy's a good player. And he had 31. So in the end, it was a close game, but the Thunder pull it out. They come back, and they win by five. So they now travel to take on the Timberwolves for the eighth seed in the playoffs. And that is on the line on Friday. But neither of these games is worthy of a full mile monologue. There's not enough razzmatazz. We don't talk about losers, and all these teams are losers. So we will turn our attention to a playoff team. Playoffs? And there's one guy in pro bouncy ball who's feeding the content machine more than anybody. And we're not going broke. We're going brook, as in Russell Westbrook. If you didn't see this, then maybe not. Russell Westbrook. Former MVP, he's now playing for the people's team, and he is matched up against Kevin Durant in the opening round of the playoffs to get started this weekend. They will go face-to-face, belly-to-belly, although they don't actually guard each other. But Durant and Westbrook, who famously played together, if you're old, you might remember. I'm barely old enough to remember when they played together in OKC. And this will be the first time in a playoff environment that these two guys go against each other. It has been well documented over the years that what Russell Westbrook has a sour, sour taste in his mouth for Kevin Durant. He has not exactly hid from that over the years. Until now, until now, Russell Westbrook was asked. We have some audio we're going to play for you. So Russell Westbrook was asked if it's going to be odd playing against Kevin Durant, considering the much ballyhooed matchups in the past. Now, what do you think Russell Westbrook said? Do you think Russell Westbrook said, yeah, I hate that guy. He's a scumbag. B, he did me dirty. Or C, no comment. How about D, none of the above? So as Warner Wolf would say, let's go to the audio tape. Nothing. That would be normal for me. Uh, I think people still think like there's some beef or something. There's no beef of any sort. I think that's a, a good narrative for <laughs> for media, for people to talk about. But there's no beef, man. I got uh, nothing but respect for him and things he's done uh, with his career and having to see him back from injury. Uh, there's no beef at all, but he knows I'm going to compete, and I know he's going to compete, and that's all it is. All right, so Russell Westbrook, we actually had our microphone in Santa Barbara. We were recording that. Our mic was in Santa Barbara. He was in uh, the South Bay. So let us discuss the question, what do you make of Russell Westbrook? You just heard the soundbite, if you could make it out. You had to turn your, your device up. But Russell Westbrook, what do you make of him saying there is no bad blood with Kevin Durant? No bad blood with Kevin Durant. What he said? He said it. All right, so I've got Wendy's, 1-800-Flowers, and the land. And we will combine all of these things together, and that will be the foundation for this Maller monologue rocking the Maller militia. So, uh, A, Russell Westbrook is playing for the good guys now. I'm pulling for Russell Westbrook, but he is not believable. He is not believable with this little diatribe. It did not pass my sniff test, and I'll tell you why. Russell Westbrook is the elephant man, meaning he has the memory of an elephant. And I relate to him because I'm the same way. And most people are wired that way. If somebody does you dirty, you remember. And you don't forget. You don't let it get away from you. Now, they say that time heals all wounds. That's a saying. That's an expression. But there are exceptions to that expression. Kevin Durant delivered a violent punch to Russell Westbrook's solar plexus. And these guys were side-by-side, the dynamic duo in OKC. 
right there. Durant and Westbrook, they, they had famously played in the Western Conference Finals. They lost a seven-game series to Golden State in 2016. And then it happened. A moment that all these years later, those that were there still are shocked by, that Durant went full Judas and joined the Warriors, the team that Oklahoma City lost to, an act of betrayal. But more importantly, in the context of Westbrook and Durant playing each other in this Clippers Sun series, you look at that and you say, wait a minute, that was a vote of no confidence for Westbrook, that Durant's like, you're not good enough, you're a stiff, and maybe he was right on that, but if you're Westbrook, you're not liking that. So excuse my French, right? Russell Westbrook, he's playing nice right now, which is odd. He normally doesn't play like that, but we don't buy it. We don't buy it. It sounds to me, when we played that clip, and I hope you could make it out, I know the audio quality was not great, but it sounded like Russ was working at Wendy's, but we're going back a couple of generations to the 1980s, an old marketing slogan of, where's the beef? But instead of saying, where's the beef, Russ said, no beef. He said, no beef, not once, not twice, but three times in roughly 15 to 20 seconds. So that became a talking point. It's like, no beef. No beef. Methinks the basketball player protests a wee bit much. A wee bit much. And then I went back and I pulled out the old FBI handbook of lying, something we've used in the past, and I said, wait a minute. Let me examine what's going on. So the determination, the verdict is in. In my opinion, Russell Westbrook guilty of fibbing. Guilty of fibbing. What's my evidence? Two words, body language. Westbrook can't see it because we're on radio, but his eyes were darting back and forth. And it says in the FBI handbook of lying that people's eyes usually dart back and forth when they feel uncomfortable. And then there was rapid blinking by Russ. And that is something when you're stressed out from lying about what you're talking about, you will blink in rapid succession. So those are a couple of... Dead giveaway. Now, page two here. Kevin Durant. We don't have the audio on this, but Durant also tossed ice water on the rivalry with Russell Westbrook and spoke in niceties about Westbrook and the competitive fire of Westbrook. Do you believe Durant? On this one, I actually do believe Kevin Durant. So I disagree with Westbrook, but I agree with Durant that Durant's not really that worried about all this. Because the bad blood expressway, it's a one-way street is what it is. Like the, the bad blood expressway, you can say it's a highway to hell, but it's only going one way. Durant is the one that left the relationship. He's the one that went to divorce court. So he left Westbrook high and dry in the Dust Bowl. So from the Slim Reaper's side of the aisle, where I sit, He's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I just wanted to play somewhere else. Not my fault. Yeah, I did what I had to do. It's not personal. It's just business. I love when people say that. So now Durant, here he is, not wanting to give any bulletin board material like he ever cared about that. But he's working at 1-800-Flowers. He's delivering a, a nice bouquet of flowers to Westbrook. But watch out. Those flowers have thorns, so be careful. All right, last word here. What are the chances, just between me and you and a lamppost that's down there, what are the chances that Russell Westbrook changes the course of his playoff history? So looking ahead as a distant relative of Nostradamus and friend of Nostradamus, pretty, pretty, pretty damn good. This is why Westbrook chose the Clippers. This is why he picked the people's team. You got Paul George, who's out of the lineup, Westbrook slides into the big chair. He climbs up the ladder. He's now the wingman in this matchup with the Suns. Side by side, you got Kawhi Leonard, who's the, the top guy, but you've got Westbrook over there. The claw oozes with playoff success, and this postseason is a trip to the land. Not Cleveland for Russell Westbrook, but as in the land of opportunity, Russell Westbrook has the keyboard. You got the keyboard right there in front of him to do a Hollywood-style rewrite of his postseason history. It's right there in front of him. 
he's been known as the Tasmanian devil. We, we've been one of the great critics of Westbrook over the years, that he's often out of control, that he's the whirling dervish at the end of games, and he's fine for the first 43 minutes of a playoff game, and then the final five minutes, maybe even, maybe even less than that, say he's fine for the first 46 minutes of the game, but the last couple of minutes, he'll kill you with the hero ball. And so this is a chance here to undergo a metamorphosis from chaotic to meticulous. And I will guarantee you that the Suns are undercover freaking out about this matchup. They mortgaged the franchise to get the bohemian baller Kevin Durant, who's also fragile like most of these stars in the NBA today. But Russell Westbrook, he knows better than any other player in the NBA. He knows the kryptonite of Durant. He knows what gets under Durant's skin. He knows the weak spots, the blind spots in Durant's game. And he will give that intel, that cheat code to the, the Clipper coaches in, in the locker room. And you pester KD. You look around. Chris Paul's washed up. He's done. Uh, he's washed up. Uh, Devin Booker's not all that good. So the Clippers, even without Paul George, still have more top-to-bottom talent than Phoenix, which is shocking. It tells you how how weak that Suns roster is. And you've got you know, an opportunity here. The people's team in great shape, big underdog, a lot of low-information fans think the Suns are going to win on a cakewalk. And the savvy gamblers are like, no, nah, no, nah, this is a money-making opportunity with the Clippers. And Kevin Durant's having heartburn thinking about this series and how embarrassing this will be, almost as embarrassing as building a super team with the Nets and then winning nothing with Kyrie Irving, picking Kyrie as your your sidekick. But it's going to be a long, painful matchup for Durant. And the Suns, I'll tell you what right now, I'll, I'll tell you this, the Suns better win both those first games at home because they're going to be going into a hornet's nest, Clipper Daryl's house, the clip joint, uh, after that in that playoff series. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. 
I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Call it a case of the blue flu, football style, if you will. Well... Come in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show as we are in the air everywhere right next door as we run out of bandwidth coast to coast, border to border and beyond on the vast and swaggeringly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the dead. The dead of the night. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So our lead this hour comes from a story that's been bouncing around over the last news cycle here in the NFL. It's the roll call report. One of the headliners has decided in the NFL that he is not going to he's not going to to show up to some of those uh, off-season workout things. He's going to enjoy his off-season a little longer. Actually, a couple players here uh, for a team that was the surprise team, one of the surprise teams in the NFC last year, the New York Giants. And if you haven't heard uh, about this, and maybe, maybe you didn't see it. So not only is uh, Dexter Lawrence not going to be there, uh, that is a big defensive tackle. Number 97 in your program, but number one in your heart. But the big story for us is the he's a running back. Uh, that would be Saquon Barkley. We learned that the Giants running back, Saquon Barkley, will not be signing his franchise tag anytime soon. So what does that mean? As a result, Barkley will be absent from the Giants offseason program. It starts on Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. And so he will not be there. Dexter Lawrence will not be there as well. The organized team activities. Of course, this is voluntary, and people like to, to toss that word around. So that has resulted in a lot of pearl clutching. So I wanted to talk about this in general. These stories pop up every year. This is the latest example. The question regarding the running back, Giants running back Saquon Barkley, skipping off-season voluntary workouts, big deal, little deal, or no deal. So the arrow on this one is pointing clearly towards not big deal, not little deal, not no deal. This is what's known as standard deal. Standard deal. What's behind door number four? Standard deal. I've got My Pony, Rubber Biscuit, and LaGuardia. And we'll put all of these things together. We'll put them in the basket. And we're going to provide you with marginal overnight commentary on the NFL. So, Number one. Number one. This is a standard deal, as we said. It's not a big deal because it's mid-April. We won't even put this in the little deal category. It does not rise to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. This is, as we said, a standard deal, and here's why. It is a paint-by-numbers situation. Saquon Barkley was both the most important player on the Giants last year and also doesn't matter that he's not going to be there this year. It's the same the same thing, and, and let me explain why. Saquon Barkley is looking to gain the L word, leverage. He wants the leverage with the Giants. You know it. I know it. You don't need me to tell you that. Barkley, this is a leverage play. His only leverage is to not show up. He wants the Giants to give him a long-term contract. At this point in the story, the Giants look at Barkley as both important and also similar to a My Pony, a one-trick My Pony. Uh, That's what he is. This is the only option he's got, and he's a great running back, but 
how important is that these days, right? And skipping off-season programs uh, happens all the time if you're not signed to a contract, and this is a Hail Mary attempt by Barkley's agent to put pressure on Joe Shane, the GM, and the Giant front office, and it's not a holdout. You can't call it a holdout. The Giants cannot punish Barkley for skipping the offseason because he is not technically, on a technicality, under contract. The offseason program that the Giants and all these other teams go through is considered by the players unnecessary. It is considered a nuisance. It's busybody stuff. How do we know this? Let's go back on the hot tub time machine to 2020. The NFL had a full virtual offseason. There was some kind of pandemic going on. I forget what. But this literally and figuratively had no impact on the game of football that there was a off-season Zoom meeting instead of actually doing your work. And an NFL executive told me years ago that these off-season workouts serve two purposes. They make sure the players are still working out, they're in shape, and they're not getting fat. But artificially, it also creates some cheap publicity out of thin air because what happens is the football-hungry media dopes like yours truly eat up the content, and so it creates some headlines on social media these days before it used to be these things called newspapers. But the moral of the story, if you're becoming a big tub of goo in the offseason, then you're not going to be in the NFL anyway, so it doesn't, it doesn't get rid of you. You'll be selling insurance or getting a real job. Now, page two here, should the giant fan, guys like Moving Man Matt in Boston, for example, is a big New York Giants apologist, even though he's in Boston. Should, should guys like that, the Giant fan, be worried about Saquon Barkley's contract situation? So I would answer that by saying only if you are a Schmendrick, only if you are a Schmendrick should you be worried. This is nothing to fuss about. Again, look at the calendar. This is what's known as a Blues Brothers special. It is a rubber biscuit. That great line in that song, have, have you ever heard of a wish sandwich, right? A wish sandwich is the kind of sandwich where you have two slices of bread and you wish you had some meat. And th- that's the issue. There's not a lot of meat in this. We played last hour, we played a clip from Russell Westbrook who said no beef. Well, there's no meat in this story. The standoff also could continue on into training camp. So we will likely revisit this story like a boomerang down the line. But ultimately... There is a drop-dead date, and that is when those checks start coming through and you start losing money. And unless Saquon Barkley is willing to go full levy on, ring the bell, and step away from the NFL or retire and start some kind of hedge fund on Wall Street, when the real deadline appears, Saquon Barkley will be there. What's my evidence? I have 10 million clues. Actually, 10.091 million clues. Saquon Barkley scheduled to earn a fully guaranteed 10.9 million via the, the tag that he received. Now, that is a paltry sum, unless it is not a paltry sum. And I know that's below what Saquon Barkley wanted. He would like over 13 million. So I guess the Giants can start a, what, a GoFundMe? Hold the bake sale? Final point. The Giants and Saquon Barkley have a mid-July deadline to get a multi-year extension signed. What are the chances? What are the chances the Giants cave in and give Saquon Barkley a new contract? So to answer that question, the answer is uh, S and N. Not S and M, S and N. As in slim and none. And the slim is over at LaGuardia on standby waiting for a flight to get out of Dodge. And it's, it's not happening. Barkley, is, here's the issue. I've, I can sum up Saquon Barkley's problem. He is a vinyl record in the age of streaming. Now, some people find vinyl records kind of cool, and they're popular. Again, there's a subset that love vinyl records, people that didn't grow up with vinyl records. But Saquon Barkley is a vinyl record, and most people are getting their music via streaming. The running back. And even a back who's fast and and slick in the backfield, he's got all the moves and the razzmatazz and legs like a tree trunk, it is not a position of strength. Like the Christian McCaffrey contract, and he's good now with the 49ers. He got to deal with Carolina, $16 million a deal, uh, $16 million a year contract. 
The McCaffrey contract for running backs is similar to the creepy quarterback contract in Cleveland for quarterbacks. It is an outlier. If you look around this offseason, you had running backs who had big years. Some of them helped their teams get to the Super Bowl, and none of them are breaking the piggy bank. Open your eyes. Miles Sanders, the Philadelphia Eagle running back, he signed the most expensive contract for a running back, and it was a four-year, $25 million contract, averaging $6 million a year, a little over that. Jamal Williams, who led the NFL in rushing touchdowns last year for the Lions, he left to go to the Saints, and he signed a, a contract for $12 million. Only one other running back signed a contract that eclipsed $10 million. That was David Montgomery, who went to the Lions. And then you've got Tony Pollard of the Cowboys, who's also a franchise tag player. I believe I read that Pollard signed his franchise tag. And Josh Jacobs, who has not signed his tag with the Raiders. So that is the story in a nutshell when you talk about the running backs. Now, meanwhile, I did want to mention what's going on out of Indianapolis. The NFL draft is a couple weeks away, and the coach of the Colts, a guy you've never heard of because he's never been a head coach, Shane Steichen is his name, and he's not only these nerdy guys. There's a video that's bounced around of him talking to the Colts, and it's it's really cringeworthy, really cringeworthy. Just sounds like your typical hardo guy. He's, he's been to too many Tony Robbins seminars, and he's using all those hokey lines, and it's really annoying. Uh, so Shane Steichen was asked about the plans of quarterback and says that the Colts are not focused on quarterback options, and they're not considering. He was asked about Lamar Jackson. He said, he said, quote, we're focused on the draft, and I'm focused on the players that are in this building right now. Uh, if I was Shane Steichen, a little piece of advice. A, I wouldn't be focused on the players in the building right now because they suck. That's why you're the head coach. If they were good, you wouldn't be the head coach. And B, even if the Colts wanted Lamar Jackson, you're obviously not going to admit to it publicly. And then the other problem is it's not Shane Steichen's decision. The decision is that of the owner. This is an ownership issue because Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed contract and the Colts owner would rather spend that money on buying old pieces of Liberace memorabilia. So good luck on that one. That is a smooth sell unless it is not. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. What do you get when you combine a three-time manager of the year and a three-time national sports writer of the year? It's the Book of Joe podcast. Hey, this is Tom Perducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions, playoff games, and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to Dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan we do over three whole episodes of our podcast Becoming an Icon we're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans sharing hot takes and telling her story listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network iHeart open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon NFL Total Access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft I'm your host Andrew Levy and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team draft experts and talent scouts mock drafts and a few shock drafts too NFL Total Access the podcast is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Kubalu. The Mavericks GM said on Tuesday that Jason Kidd will be back next season as head coach and that he has the support of the front office and the players. Ben, how long of a leash does Jason Kidd have? It is a massive leash, and I'll tell you why. Jason Kidd has job security because he is someone that Mark Cuban does not want to turn prosecution witness over the whole tanking scandal. And Jason Kidd essentially laid it all out that Mark Cuban told him to tank, the blatant in-your-face tanking. So Kidd will be around as long as Luca likes him. Kidd will be around as long as he wants. But I don't know why he wants to do that. He's got a lot of money. Next! Before the Padres win against the Mets on Tuesday, Juan Soto was asked about his thoughts on the Dodgers. He said it's the Dodgers that need to worry about the Padres and not the other way around. Ben, do you agree? Well, Juan Soto ought to worry about his next contract, which is coming up, and he's going to get a big, massive deal and all that. But he's a cocky guy. I get it. But I promise you the Dodgers aren't worried about the Padres. They're not worried about the pod squad. And San Diego, they can pump their chest out because they got that Trent Grisham hitting like Ty Cobb in the playoffs last year against the Dodgers. But the Dodgers, this Dodgers team, which is mediocre right now, they, they're going to get some guys back who are injured. They'll also make a trade or two. They got to get some guys in the middle infielder that can, that, that can hit. Uh, and and by, the end of, by the end of the season, they'll be back where they usually are. They'll, they'll be ahead of the Padres. They're always ahead of the Padres. So I get the confidence, but it's misguided. Next! It's long been speculated that despite the uh, the Jimmy G signing that the Raiders would target a quarterback in the first round, uh, now a new report says that they're going to focus on bolstering their defense. Ben, what do you think the Raiders do? Here's what I think the Raiders are doing. They're lying, right? We've got spring, summer, autumn, winter, and lying season. They're lying. But you can draft a quarterback later. You don't have to get a quarterback in the first round, but they're going to draft a quarterback. Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. Kirk Cousins was a fourth-round pick. You can get quarterbacks elsewhere. How did we do, Koopa Loop? Pass this edition. That is a winner! Woo! I won the game. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for... Time for... Well, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour. If you'd like to submit a question, it may be read on the air. Can't guarantee it. Send it in on Twitter. Use the hashtag AskBen. Hashtag AskBen. And now for the reading of the questions. A man who has one foot out the door. Ready to go on vacation. The Coupe de Loop. He'll be at Fenway. Which Red Sox game are you going to? That's my first question on Ask Ben. Which Red Sox Angel game are you going to, Coop? Sunday. Sunday? Sunday? Is that an afternoon game? It is. 1.35 p.m. Beautiful. Should be good weather. Nice. It will be a high of 53 degrees. Oh, really? I thought it was going to be in the 80s in Boston this weekend. Is he going to get gonna down? Be, to... It's going to be It's 85, a high of 85 today, a high yeah. of 80 on Friday, and then it drops to 59 and then 53. 
Oh, you'll be really sick by the time you get back to L.A. That'll be good. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll need some medication. That reminds me of when I, years ago I covered the World Series in Cleveland, and it snowed, and then we went to Miami, and it was 85 degrees, and I got so freaking sick after that. The ta- the ch- I wasn't used to the change in temperature. Anyway, what do we have? Is ask Ben your questions, our answers for the rest of the hour. All right, we're going to start off with a, uh, a question that we've had many times. And... Oh, good, a repeat question. That's mm-hmm. a great way to start. Well, you know, uh, I'm not sure if you know this, Ben, but the listeners change all the time, and uh, people that oh, is that right? several years ago don't oh. listen now, and you know, we've got new listeners all the time. Now, I used to work with a guy named Bob Page who told me that people listen from the beginning to the end of the show, and they write down everything you say. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, <laughs> I-, I honestly can't remember what you said about this, but... Good, I'll uh, change my answer then. Kathleen would like to know. Hi, Kathleen. And this is, I believe this is, uh, this is the famous Kathleen. Oh, is that right? Yes, of uh, the, the, mandal- the mandolinist. Okay. Of, uh, you know, Dick and Dayton and Kathleen fame. That's right. She Kathy wants to know. In, in, uh, in Madison. That's right. She says, <laughs> she says, say, Ben, what's your middle name? Oh, yeah, I never use my middle name. I never use my middle name. Uh, I will tell you that my middle name, I've said it before in the past. You have? I have. We'll say uh, it now. No, nah, I, don't, I don't feel like it. Do you Why? know what it is, Eddie? No, I don't. It starts with an S. So my, my initials are BS. My first oh, two initials appropriate. are BS. And I remember when I, when I did stuff years ago uh, around baseball, they used to bust my balls because Ben Maller, the initials of that are BM. And then, so I see, I'm either BM or BS. Samson? Very similar to Samson, as you know, Koopa Loop. And, but Seba- thanks for asking. Sebastian. Kathy and, and Eddie. Eddie. Eddie's Judas, if you want to know. What, yeah, you guys know you know my middle name. You've said it before. Your name is Judas. Your, your real, no. I, I just kid around and say Dallas. I'm definitely going to find that picture now. Okay, Judas. Okay. All right. What's next? What do we have? I hate that you didn't answer that question. I did. I said it started with an S. My middle name starts with an S. Yeah. Okay. Um, Some people know. I bet you Alfie and Opiner knows. I bet you there's a few other. Guys all right. All right. All right. Been so with me a long time. Calligan Tim wants to know. Uh, he's now he says, "What do you have as your screensaver on your phone?" I think he means background. So what what is the background on your? Okay. Phone? So on my phone, I have a photo of Kauai. Like the screensavers of Kauai, the the beach. Kauai I got Leonard. Married. What's that? Kawhi Leonard. This, this is the one that takes no days off. The beach in Hawaii. They just say every day. Doesn't believe in load management. So I have that. And then on my computer, in the studio here, I have a photo of the Sequoia National Forest. Those giant, beautiful trees. Uh, in the I, I went. I was walking through the giant forest years ago, and I took this great photo of this fallen tree. And so that's my my screensaver that I look at most of the time. Although it's usually covered up with crap in front of it. What about you, Eddie? Uh, so we talking about the background coop? Yeah, uh, that's b- behind it's not all that hard. Apps. It's not that hard, Eddie. Uh, it is the uh, it is the Fresno State mascot. Uh, the what you know, like the, the bulldog. Yeah, what's the, the bulldog. bulldog's name, Eddie? Well, the actual walking around mascot is named Timeout. Oh, is this the furry costume one? Is mm-hmm. that the one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Timeout's the name of it. That's his name, Timeout. Wow, Roberto. Uh. Picture of my daughter when she was getting ready for her tryouts for, for baseball for the first time. Oh, you're the only one so far that has someone in your life that you love. I, I, me and Eddie are bad <laughs> people. We have uh, random things. What about you, Kubalu? Mine is a picture of one of my cats, Piper. Oh, How many do you have? Two. Coop's a cat person. Uh-oh. <laughs> that is true. He's a feline lover. What's next? What do we have? All right, uh, Black Steve the second, not to be confused with Black Steve the first or Black Racist. Steve the third. He wants to know: Have you ever been robbed? I know your answer, Ben, but well, I've, my paycheck is robbed by the government every month. But uh, but no, I, I don't know. What? Uh, That's not what, true. What, what are you talking about? Which, didn't what, didn't you come back to your car one time? At- oh well, yeah, but I wasn't at the like. I, I think of robbery. I think of like getting I'm mugged. There. I, uh, yeah, like oh, I've had yes, I've just, had my car broken into multiple times. I think that counts as being robbed. Okay, then I've been robbed. I, I uh, Christmas Day, Lakers, Blazers, Staples Center. Uh, yeah, I got robbed. Then uh, I was on a road trip with the Dodgers. I got back to L.A. My car had been broken into. So good times. 
Good times. What about you, Eddie? Uh, yeah, I've had my car broken into once, but that's it. All right. I don't think that I don't, is that rob. I don't know. It's burglary, not robbery. I don't know. I, what about you, Roberto? Yeah, I got robbed in the neighborhood in Sun Valley, California. Looked by the local uh, video store back in the day. That's not good. Yeah, Koopa Loop? Uh, yeah, somebody, uh, I left my garage door open while I was uh, having a poker game in my house. Oh, this is a crime of opportunity. And somebody went into my car oh. in the garage. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, ransacked my car. Did they take any good stuff out of it? <laughs> um, <laughs> weed? Yeah. Was there weed in there, Coop? <laughs> yes, there was, no Coopaloop. Ah, loop <laughs> Next question. No, we're out of time, Coop. You're saved by the bell, Coopaloop. Oh. Saved by the bell. That's the guy after he got out of Coop's car right there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Uh, let's get back over to Eddie Garcia though, right now. Puck the world! It's hockey season somewhere, and here's Mr. Puck, Eddie Garcia. All right, thank you, Ben. When the NHL regular season ends officially on Friday, though most teams will wrap it up on Thursday, and the NHL playoffs get underway on Monday, April the 17th. But we do know only one of the matchups so far. Uh, every team uh, that we there's there, all the playoff match uh, all the playoff spots have been wrapped up, but we do not know a lot of the matchups as of yet. There'll be a lot of them be decided on Thursday. So right now, the playoff matchups in the East are the Bruins against the Islanders, Hurricanes against the Panthers, Maple Leafs against the Lightning. It's the only one that is actually locked in. That will definitely happen. And the Devils against the Rangers. Now, the Islanders earned that final playoff spot in the East. We talked about with that win over the Canadians, and that knocked Pittsburgh out of the playoffs, as you were talking about. So, Boston does have the one seed, but they, we don't know which wild card team they're going to face. It could be the Islanders, could be the Panthers. It but, doesn't matter, Eddie. The Bruins are going to the Stanley Cup final. Oh, well, I think so, too, but you saying that leaves me some doubt now. Uh, no, the, I'm a hockey guy. Eddie. The number two seed up for grabs between the Hurricanes and the Devils as well. Playoff matchups in the West, you've got the Golden Knights against the Jets, Stars against the Kraken, Kings against the Oilers, and Avalanche against the Wild. But the one seed in the West still up for grabs between the Golden Knights and the Oilers. The two seed also contested between the Stars and the Avalanche, and the three seed has not yet been decided between the Kings and the Kraken. Boston Bruins have been the top team in the NHL all season long. They made history this week. They are now the all-time winningest team in a single season. 64 wins now. They still have a game left to go. The old NHL record was 62 by the 95-96 Red Wings and the 2018-19 Lightning. Boston also setting a new NHL record for most points in a single season. What do they get for that? Do they get like a special watch or something to the team? Do they give them a, a special prize? I would guess that, that the, the organization would give them something oh, special for that okay. to commemorate that. Kind of yeah. like when we celebrated our 20th anniversary here at Fox Sports Radio. Yes, very similar. Very, very that. similar. Yeah. Uh, Boston also 133 points. The old record is 132 by the 76-77 Montreal Canadiens. Although, to be fair, back when Montreal had the record, they played 80 games instead of 82, and they had ties back then, so the Bruins did get the benefit of the overtime and the shootouts in today's game. 12 teams in the NHL this season hit the 100-point mark, including the Seattle Kraken, who did it exactly uh, 100 points for them. Uh, individually, 11 players scored over 100 points in the season, led by Connor McDavid's 152. Uh, his name's already on the Hart Trophy for league MVP. Uh, just the sixth player to score 150 points in a season and the first to do it since Mario Lemieux in the 95-96 season. Also, Sharks defenseman Eric Carlson reached 100 points. He's the first defenseman to get 100 points in a season since Brian Leach did it in the 91-92 season. So if I'm correct, Eddie, the only thing left to be decided here is who finishes with the worst record that's still up for grabs well right? the playoff seedings we don't know the matchups that, no, but i don't care about decided. that but i'm saying like the uh the the teams are all in the playoffs already but yes. you've got columbus anaheim and chicago who are correct. all neck and neck that is that is correct they're they are battling to see who'll be the worst team and get the best odds for the draft lottery yes is there a parisian prodigy in hockey yes will be drafted yes his name is connor bedard bedard yeah oh he's from uh, regina uh, they, they say Regina. Yeah, I think it's Regina. 
Uh, Penguin star Sidney Crosby <laughs> reached 1,500 points this past week. Sixth yeah. fastest player to do that. 15th player in NHL history for fi- to get 1,500 points in his career. Uh, Capital star Alexander Ovechkin did not score a goal this week. Only played one game. Caps have been eliminated, so he's likely not going to play in their last game. So he'll finish the no, season he's with... play, Eddie. I picked him in the in the thing. Yeah, it's a bad play. job by you. Uh, he's got 42 goals, 822 in his career, so he's 70. Looks like he'll start next season. 73 away from the all-time goal-scoring record in Wayne Gretzky. Joel Pavelski of the Stars, Claude Drew of the Senators, both reached 1,000 points in their career this week, and Lightning star Steven Stamkos played in his 1,000th game. Uh, the LA Kings and Arizona Coyotes are going to play a pair of preseason games in Melbourne, Australia at Rod Laver Arena next season. Uh, the games will be on September 23rd and 24th, part of the Global Series. First ever NHL games played in the Southern Hemisphere, I'm told. Uh, congrats to Quinnipiac out of Connecticut. They won the first ever Men's Hockey National Championship in their program's history. They beat Minnesota 3-2. Oh, this is devastating for our friends in Minnesota. It is, actually. I'm sure they're very upset about that. Right, That's their native sport. And finally, Michigan freshman Adam Fantilli wins the Hobie Baker Award, the Hockey Heisman as college players, uh, college uh, hockey's top player. Adam Fantilli. Fantilli. He is is expected to be the consolation prize for whoever misses out on the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, projected to be the number two overall pick in the 2023 NHL Draft. And that is your Puck the World Thank Report. Thank you for that, Eddie. It is the Ben Maller Show on time. Maller by the clock, for the clock, possibly all about the clock. And if you would like to be one of our judges. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.